Hey. Oh, hi. How are y'all? Doing all right. How are you guys? Mm-hmm. Making it in there. Making it through. Yeah. Doing doing what we can to get by. Mm-hmm. Making her way downtown. Walking <laughs> fast. Faces Ghosts past. And I've always been home. <laughs> and I can't leave my home. Oh, God. What a, what a time to be alive, right? Truly. Oh, my gosh. Whew. You said it. <laughs> Do you realize we've, like, pretty much been halfway through the year? I know. Of 2020? I've been no, in quarantine you. for three months. In, three plus months. I, yeah, three plus months. My so, goodness. I I just don't even know what's on the other side of it. I don't either, but it's something. I mean, hey, we're going to get through it because we're the golden ghouls. Alyssa? Kylie? Emily? And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. I was feeling that one. I've also got something <clears throat> caught in my throat, so I'm trying everything I can to get it out. But it's been there for a while, so if anyone has any tips or tricks, just let your girl know. I've tried it all. Gargled with... uh, sea salt and hot water have i've done it i've done it (laughs) i don't know what it is it's scritchy (laughs) but it's gonna be okay i'm gonna make it scritchy Uh, scratchy scritchity scratchity as that's what they call me um out outside (laughs) (laughs) where i haven't been for a long time that's what they call me no one's had the chance but we've got we've got a fun fun ep this week. It was actually mm-hmm. inspired by some childhood memories that I that I have. So Ooh, amazing. That's, that's how we ended up where we are, which is heading to heading to haunted Arkansas. Arkansas, here we come. Arkansas. <laughs> Ever heard wow. of it? Wow. Good old Arkansas. Yeah, it's a place. It's a place. How, has everyone been there? I don't. I have. Think so. <laughs> the only time I've been there was on my way to Austin, moving there. Stayed at a Holiday Inn, and then on my move back from Austin, I stayed at a hotel. I think also a Holiday Inn. <laughs> Gorgeous. So you've seen all the Holiday Inns that they have to offer, and are they? Nice? Yes, absolutely. Well, it's funny because one of the reviews on this hotel that I'm going to tell you all about that I was reading today, they were like, if you have tech obsessed kids, don't bring them here. It's like very old school. Try the Holiday Inn. So (laughs) maybe it was one of the lovely ones that you stayed at. Hmm. Sponsored by Holiday Inn. Whatever their tagline is. Love them. (laughs) That'd be tight, though. But you know what? While I'm here, I'll kick it off. I'll kick right. it off with this very spooky place. It is the Arlington Hotel in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, it's hot. It's hot. It's springy. It's Arlington Hotel. That's their tagline. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I... When you're here, you're Arlington. Wait. When you're uh. here, you're springy. Um, but I actually have been here. My great grandfather lived not that far from uh, Hot Springs when I was growing up. So we would go stay there. And 
I feel like I was already aware of my uh, gifts at the time because I mm-hmm, knew mm-hmm. shit was not right in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I knew it was super <laughs> haunted. And it's I still think about it often. In this hotel, we actually would stay here. So, uh, you know, I knew it wasn't right. And today I said, I was thinking of this hotel and I Googled it and she's haunted. So and she's not right. <laughs> wow. How could I You not? knew. So the Arlington Hotel, it opened in 1875. So it has been around for a hot second. And it was actually one of the first luxury hotels built in the area. It's also one of the largest hotels in all of Arkansas. How could they do it? It's got close to 500 rooms and suites. And it's got a super convenient location. So it's right near this bathhouse row. So because it's hot springs, obviously there are springs there. Bathhouses with natural springs are huge there. Yeah, And it's near the Hmm. Hot Springs National Park. So this, this was the spot to go. So it's nearby all of the local attractions. The bathhouse row, though, is where I realized, like, it life is haunted. I will, True. Those bathhouses are so spooky, and they have such a strange energy. And I think part of it is because a lot of them are, like, built into nearby stone where the hot springs come from. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it has to do with like all of our stone theories about energy being trapped. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's just I got some info on that too. Hell yeah. But it's it's honestly those bathhouses are super spooky. But because it was so close to all these hot locations and it had prime amenities, it attracted famous guests. I'm talking dignitaries, all sorts of people. Oh. So my friend Theodore Roosevelt, who I once had a sex dream about, he was a ghost. <laughs> he was he was ghost Theodore Roosevelt. Um, Even better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I had that dream. I don't think of Theodore Roosevelt at all, but apparently in my dreams I do. A rough writer, um, huh? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, he was baby. <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton, Andrew Carnegie. Joe DiMaggio. I mean, you name okay. it. They've been there. Someone wow. even said they saw Abraham Lincoln's ghost there, which I don't know if he was ever there, but <laughs> it's hard to say. Wow. Yeah. It was also a popular stay for many a gangster that visited the Springs, including Al Capone. Oh. Uh-huh. So the hotel is like... Not down to talk about the hauntings. They keep it hush-hush. But there are so many reports of active spooky things going on there. The stories just keep piling up. So it's safe to say something's going on, whether the hotel wants to admit it or not. So most of the rooms are... um, not built into the side of the mountain. But there is this one side that is built into the side of the mountain. And these rooms in particular had so much activity that they actually started boarding them up because people would wake up to doors slamming in their suites. They would hear unexplained whispers. And even now that those doors are boarded up, they still hear that going on. What? And that part of the hotel, yes. 
that part of the hotel doesn't have power or water in it anymore because it's like pretty much useless to them. But employees who go near there still say that they hear things going on in those rooms, even though they're closed up, which is so spooky. Truly. Pretty yeah. severe to board something up, I'd say. I I mean, yes. But guests were complaining and they said, uh-uh, we're not going to do this. Oh. Shutting it down. Shutting the shit Shutting the shit down. So there have also been countless apparitions seen, most of which have been dressed in old-fashioned clothing. So one of the main ghosts that people see is a young girl in a pink dress, which she sounds lovely. And then there's a woman in a wedding gown, which what hotel doesn't have a ghost in a wedding gown? Are you a hotel if you don't have one? (laughs) But both of these apparitions appear and vanish super fast, but they're seen throughout the hotel, mostly in the lobby, though. So keep an eye out for these two spooky ladies. There Hmm. have also been instances where liquor bottles, good Lord, liquor bottles fell from the bar with no explanation, some of which witnesses say didn't just fall, but they launched straight up into the air. Oof. That's not how things fall. I don't know if you guys have heard of gravity, but... Once or twice. Yes. Uh, It's also said that lights will flicker on and off randomly, and faucets seem to have a mind of their own there. My guess for those two happenings is that this place is old, and from the reviews I've read, not many updates have been made in the recent years. So plumbing is probably old. There might be faulty electricity. I don't know. But that's my guess about those those two happenings. Spooky. As far as one-off stories go from guests, there are tons. There was a honeymooning couple there, and they said that their blankets kept being tugged off and pulled on throughout the night. And the woman Mm-mm. originally blamed her husband, and he was like, I did not do that. So they stayed awake, and they waited, and then they saw the covers start to be pulled down, and then they got just ripped plain off of the bed. <gasps> so they both- I would just leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. They got the hell out of there. They ran out of the room in their night clothes and just fucking left. Which, why would Same. you stay? Right. I wouldn't even send for my things because the ghost probably touched them. (laughs) Uh, Then another, so I read this review from a guest that actually kind of spooked me. And they said, we were in our room and I was looking at my phone when I heard my mom laugh and say something that I couldn't quite make out. I looked up to ask her what she said and she wasn't in the bathroom where the voice came from loud and clear. She was standing a few feet from me, wide eyed and asked me, what was that voice? My heart skipped a beat. I don't know what it was, but it was an unmistakable voice. We were the only two in the room. She was even touched on the arm three times during the night, and we had to sleep with the light on. Mm, I don't blame them. I don't either. But this place, it doesn't quit. Almost every floor has a ghost or several. So I'll name just a few, but it the stories seriously go on and on. So in the laundry room, it's home to an apparition in a black suit, a formal, a formal gentleman. 
He's seemingly friendly, though. He's known to wave at guests as they come into the laundry room. So (laughs) love that for him. Uh, Then on the fourth floor, there's said to be a ghostly bellman. He offers assistance, then vanishes, usually right through a wall or door. So he's like, I'm not actually going to put in the work, which I love for him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The fourth floor, Al Capone actually was said to have rented the entire fourth floor for his crew of bodyguards and gangsters. And his favorite room was 443. So the suite actually has a private extra door that leads to this underground secret passage for a quick getaway, which is wild. And guests and employees have said that the elevator will mysteriously open, travel to the fourth floor, and stop as if it has dropped someone off. So a lot of people say it's Mr. Capone. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but it could be. Much to think about. Much to think about. There was also a guest staying on the fourth floor who recalled that she was walking back to her hotel room and she heard three distinct women's voices behind her. They were like laughing and gabbing, shooting the shit like girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And when she stopped at her room, she turned around to smile at the women only to realize she had been alone in the hall all along. Dang. Mm-hmm. Room 666 was renumbered to 667 as guests reported tons of unexplained happenings there. The hotel chalked it up to the connotation of the number itself and chose to sweep the paranormal activity under the rug, but people still say that 667 is... A paranormal hot spot. Then the seventh floor. I mean, floor, it's so close. Right? To 666. I mean, it was 666, <laughs> so. It still remains. <laughs> she remains. Yeah, People say, crazy. actually, that on the uh, the little number plate on the door, you can see the six behind the seven, basically. So. Well. They didn't try so hard. The room knows. The room knows. Yeah. The six, room six, six. knows. You can't you know, you hide know. the identity of who no, you, you are. No. It was 666. Try to six, change six, six. me, but you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the seventh floor is also said to have one room that frightens guests and employees alike, but for fear that no one would ever stay in it, the number remains unknown. Those visiting the room have been tapped on the shoulder, felt someone brush up beside them, or even had their hair yanked. Don't do that. Mm-mm. And then in room 824, there's apparently a really dark entity who has pushed guests, shoved them, just made people feel sick to their stomachs, and generally unwelcome. So don't stay there. But the last ghost that I'll tell you all about, he's a good-spirited guy. He is on the 11th floor, and he laughs a lot. People will just hear this bellowing laughter, and they can't find the source on the 11th floor. I wonder what's so funny. Do you think he's raffling? He is raffling. I don't know. I mean, he's just out there living his best life. YOLO, you know? He just thinks it's so funny. Raffle YOLO. 
Yeah, I love, love that, that for friends. him. But that's the Arlington Hotel. They, my favorite memory, it, I mean, is this a memory? But the pool is like up on the mountainside, basically, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world as a kid. So if you dare go there, check out that pool. I thought it was pretty sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can uh, take it over from here since we were talking about stones, limestones in particular. Love love uh, over to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, Crescent Hotel, or as Ooh. I like to mispronounce it, Croissant Hotel. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Right? I know. I think I'm just hungry. But it is, and some of you may have heard of this hotel before because it's in competition with a bunch of other hotels in in America. Uh, it's apparently the most haunted hotel in America. But mm-hmm. again, who, you know, well, who's to say? But it is. It was built on a mountaintop, so you already know it's spooky, like House on Haunted Hill. Right? Yeah. 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 It's picture that. And it was a Victorian, or it is a Victorian hotel. And it was built in 1886 as a resort for the elite. So they're rich and famous. Uh, So it was built out of native White River limestone. So again, what we know about limestone, it it holds on to uh, spirits and entities for, for quite some time. So this limestone was taken right from the White River nearby, and the slabs were so massive and heavy that special wagons were built specifically for moving the limestone up the mountain, from the, from the river up the mountain to build the hotel. A group they of thick. limestone, yeah, they, <laughs> oh, they thick AF. There was a group of limestone specialists from Ireland who were brought over to assist and consult in construction uh, because of the density of the limestone, as well as uh, the necessary like, precise cutting and fitting. The head of the group, Mr. O'Shaughnessy, if you can think of a more Irish name, please let me know. He said he was so impressed by the stone. He had never encountered a stone with such density and quality uh, (laughs) as the White River limestone. So as Alyssa said, this limestone thick AF and men are crossing oceans to see it. So the hotel also had a hand-printed lobby. There were Edison light bulbs all around the place, electric bells, a hydraulic elevator, um, it was heated with steam and open grates. It was it was a magical hotel, especially for its time. However, it was too magical for mere mortals to upkeep and manage, and the hotel soon fell into disrepair. It was just it was too much, too soon. It's just it was too expensive as well. The hotel had quite a journey after this. It reopened in 1908 as the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women. Uh, it then became a junior college in 1930 and then closed in 1930 to be, or 34, to be leased as a summer hotel. Some more wild stuff happened. Specifically, 1937. The hotel was purchased by Norman G. Baker. So Baker was a millionaire inventor uh, who had manufactured and sold a steam organ. Um, 
I'm trying to think of, I need to Google the actual like French name. Uh, but you'd sometimes see these at like circuses or parades bopping around by horse and carriage. Um, if you can picture it in your head. Baker was also a radio personality. So cool, right? So far, so good. He sounds cool. He's not. What's concerning about this fella is that he was a bona fide doctor despite never going to medical school. Oh, same. Yep. I think we know where this is headed. So he claimed to have discovered, yeah, he was like, I have discovered a number of cures for various ailments, including cancer. And he was always, you know, attacking organized medicine. So basically he's like a modern day anti-vaxxer. Um, (laughs) some history on him. He had originally been illegally practicing medicine in Iowa, but he got caught. Mm -hmm. And so he left the state and moved his patients to the Crescent Hotel. And he called it a health resort. So according to Alice Obscura, best site in the world, he would not only accept patients with no close family, um, he would have them sign letters that were not dated declaring themselves much improved and well so the undated part he just you know slapped on a date later on his cures ran from untested to actually cruel so one treatment consisted of drilling holes in patient skulls lobotomies yeah and i mean this was a little before the lobotomy so i don't i feel like he was just doing this for fun i don't think he was trying to I don't think there was any reason for this. Um, he also injected a cocktail of spring water, carbolic acid, corn silk, and ground up watermelon seeds. Hmm. Like, all right. What a Inter- concoction. Yeah, interesting I combination. What the thought behind each of those was. Yeah. And injecting people, like, mm, okay. He usually, pra- he, okay, <laughs> practiced surgery. In the basement, because that's something you can just practice on your own. Uh, one <laughs> wing of the of the hotel or the health resort was sealed off, and it was named the psychiatric ward, which really he should have been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, patients who were basically crying out in pain from the abuse and the torment that they've undergone through his weird um, treatments, uh, that's this is where he would put them and then they would just be suffering with one another behind closed doors it's so gross Mm. once these patients you know either got better or died which for the most case they died he would either put them in like a morgue he would keep them in the morgue in, in his basement and then like in the middle of the night he would somehow have the bodies taken away through a secret tunnel to a local crematorium. As of now, there hasn't, there's no tunnel that can be found, uh, but that doesn't say one didn't exist, but it's a rumor. Meanwhile, he would send those previously signed undated letters um, to whatever family the patients did have. And so then the family would, you know, get this letter and... Baker would have requested some money to take care of the arrangements. So then they would send him money and he would just keep it because they did. 
that was like horrible. a that was like a big scam back in the day was to yeah. tell people you were gonna take care of their deceased family members and then just pocket the money. Exactly. Yeah. Because people were oh. all across the country, so they couldn't hold you to it. Exactly. And he had those letters. I need to correct myself. He would first send the undated letters to the families, and then he would wait a little bit. And then he would let them know, oh, I'm so sorry they died. You know, please send money for the arrangements. Mm. <sighs> so <sighs> he would, you know, get their trust first, and then bada bing, bada boom. What a real shit bag. Yeah, truly. He eventually, you know, people people realized what he was doing, and uh, he got sent to federal prison. Thank the Lord. I think he was only there for four years, which is wild, but it shut down the hotel, which is good. So after this, the Baker incident, or rather, like the hell that was Norman Baker, the croissant sat ownerless and abandoned until 1946. Uh, Then 10 years later, the building mysteriously nearly burned to the ground. Hmm. Huh. Fast forward a few more owners and decades. The hotel was purchased in 1997 by Marty and Elise Ronick, uh, and they oversaw a crazy six-year restoration and renovation of the hotel. So they knew beforehand that the hotel was haunted, um, hearing so, you know, just stories and also just the history of the place. Uh, so they hired two certified mediums. I didn't know that you had to be certified. Uh, and they came by and they were like, yep, shit's haunted AF. Uh, but not only that, they found signs that the hotel was actually a portal to the other side, allowing spirits to pass through. So that's a big deal. We don't hear of this too often. We hear of places being haunted, but it's not super often that we hear of portals. So according to these certified mediums, the portal is right over the basement, which was, as I mentioned before, the place where he was abusing his patients and the basement was also used as a temporary morgue. Uh, as, as far as I know, I think this is from 2018 or 19, there's still an old autopsy table down there. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So Jack Moyer, he is a hotel general manager, or he was when the Ronicks, um, right after they renovated and they owned it, he said, I clearly remember Carol Heath stating that he had a, that he had discovered a portal to the other side for those who were on the same frequency. Moyer, a skeptic at the time, laughed and continued, I remember asking myself, what were we thinking, trying to explore this unexplained world? But after more than a decade of working around the paranormal, I now assured, assuredly recognize how many people truly connect to the spirits here at the Crescent. And there is a new and specific reason why. So that was when they found out more about, you know, the the abuse and um, how many people actually did die in the building. Guests and staff have seen apparitions of doctors, nurses, and patients, which makes sense. Uh, they've also seen an apparition of an older man, and this man is thought to be William Thomas, who 
at age 62, fell to the death from a fourth-story balcony inside the hotel. This was in 2017. Jeez. And the incident was determined to be an accident, but I don't know. Sounds I don't a little, know. Sounds a little weird. Also, one of the Ronicks um, died in a car crash. So that's another... I don't want to say it's related, but it's, it's a not-so-fun fact. Mm-hmm. So in 2018... This is, this is something fun for y'all if you're in Arkansas or plan to go to Arkansas, specifically to the Crescent Hotel. But in 2018, illusionist and mediums uh, performed a seance at the hotel using Norman Baker's medical specimen jars that were found during an archeo- archaeological dig on the hotel properly, property <laughs> Hello, <laughs> a year prior. And apparently, I, didn't, I haven't seen photos or the photos that I've seen. I'm not sure if they're, they're the actual photos. Some of the glass containers show fleshy remains. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't touch that. I know. If Don't I found touch that it. jar, I'd be like, leave it, leave it where it was. Yeah. Leave that baloney in the jar. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these... Uh, these illusionists and mediums their their goal was to connect with those whose flesh had been sealed in the recovered bottles so i they do this around halloween not sure what the deal is this year but again if you're in arkansas please go to crescent hotel and let us know what it's like because this this place sounds very haunted with with torment and tragedy and that's our favorite isn't it yes Y'all, I'm just going to make this announcement about Halloween. I want it to happen this year. So everyone, y'all better stay home and act right and wear a mask. Because Mm -hmm. otherwise, we're not going to have a Halloween. And I'm supposed to go to Japan for Halloween. So I'm going to be mad as hell at everybody. Right. I don't get to go to Japan for Halloween. We got to get you on that plane. Get me on that plane. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's been All right, my stay PSA. home. There we have it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you guys want to take a stroll on over to Van Buren, Arkansas? Hell yeah, we do. Yeah, great town. It's got the King Opera House, and this place yes. is spectacular. It's got Ooh. a great little tale behind it. Is there a phantom? Oh, girl, Ooh. you slated into my story already? That's ah. crazy. Okay. Built during the turn of the century, so you already got to love the place. Because, mm-hmm. like, who, uh, who doesn't love a turn of the century, you know, story, tale? I do. Fools, I watched, fools don't. Yeah. I love a good uh, turn of the century movie. You ever ride that ride in Disney World that they closed down, probably? That Carousel of Progress? Oh, yeah. We've talked about the Carousel yeah. of Progress. I don't mm-hmm. know why I always think of that ride when I think of the turn of the century for some reason. Isn't that weird? Never, never forget that ride. People yeah. were crushed in there. I know. People died in there. That's Ugh. why we talked about it. Yeah. Anyways, it was built in the turn of the century. And uh, it holds a pretty dark tale. 
apparently there was this young actor who uh, used to take the stage at the King, King Opera House. And this guy was in love. And he was in love with this elegant young maiden who was oh, the... you. Oh, cute. Well, she, she was the doc, the town, uh, the daughter of the town doctor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. The town doc. And uh, this guy was a hard ass, you guys, this doctor. <laughs> he was not a cool dude. And he didn't have time for a man of dramatics or, you know a man of the theater as he was a a man of the arts. He wasn't here for their love or him. And so when word got to dad that this actor was in love with his daughter, he was like, Oh heck no, we're not doing it. Mm -mm. So actor and the daughter were like, well, we got to take off because we love each other. Right. So they, they, they get together with a plan that they're going to escape into the night Doctor finds this out, and he's obviously not here for it. He devises his own plan, y'all, and he was going to meet the players at the station, which he did. Dude, this guy came to the station in his furious rage with his little buggy and horse, and guess (laughs) what he did to the actor? He whipped him to death. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. literally insane right so this so yeah the guy's dead we lost our actor good god the story goes on legend has it he's he's still in town and uh the actor's been hanging out at the opera house ever since just waiting for his his lost love i know you know people see him all over the place they see they they feel him, but they also have laid eyes on him. Guess what he's wearing, Ooh. dude? Top hat. Oh God! Hot. <laughs> he's wa- wait. Kylie's he's wearing sweating. Spanx leggings. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing Spanx. Oh, and then over the Spanx, he was wearing a Victorian coat with Ooh, a long oh. cape, man. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff. So, dude, you tell me. That sounds like the Phantom of the Opera. That mm-hmm. is the Phantom of the Opera, sis. <laughs> it's, it's a knot, <laughs> dude. So, yeah, he's been hanging around uh, around the you know the stage and stuff. But he also likes to play trickeries with the lights because one director reported that she turned off all the lights in the opera house, hmm. only to turn around, throw back on. Hmm. Now, how Mm-mm. does that happen, Mister Tricky? Mr. Trickster. So, yeah, you can uh, go on over to Van Buren and check the place out. You might see a man in a top hat and a long cape just, like, running through the halls. Making his way downtown. (laughs) He could be your mans, you know? Like, if that is the look and the style that you like, he might be See, okay. I just like, I don't know. I just like the homes. You know, of the Victorian age. I think they're very interesting. And especially up in the, you know, like the Northeast, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Up near me, honey. I find that fascinating. Have y'all been seeing this literal haunted mansion that's for sale in upstate New York? It's like $54,000 and it's like got 
so many bedrooms and bathrooms and the square footage is like over 10,000 square feet. You're going to have to send that link. It's it's a haunted mansion. I did the math. If you put even $5,000 down and you did like a 30-year fixed rate, you'd spend like $300 a month on this house or something. All right, give me seven months. We should buy it. It should be the Golden Ghouls headquarters. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to renovate it, but it's going to slap. And we can, (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm turning the bottom floor into like a bed and breakfast situation. Absolutely. And we're living upstairs. And honestly, this place is 10,000 square feet. There's enough to make upstairs into like three decent sized homes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we'll rent it out. It's going to be a great ROI. Let me tell you. I, I believe it. Um, if, if you guys will come, please let us know so we can buy this place and get rich quick. Cause that's really the dream, right? <laughs> get rich quick. Yes. And then we can have a TV show about our haunted BNB. Ooh, dude, that's Very really spooky. the dream. It is. Just, it is the dream. You know, let us live in a house that's haunted and you guys can just watch. It would be like um, the real world. Like, yeah. Like a big brother situation, but haunted. Yes. I've been really wanting to watch the real world recently, but none of the good seasons are for free. And I don't want to pay $2 an episode for the real world. Yeah. Why does MTV do that? Honestly, MTV, give me a fucking discount. Like, Like, I'm trying to watch Alyssa's Maid episode. And they're making Mm -hmm. it really hard. That is rude and unacceptable. (laughs) Well, if you want to know what happens, just ask me and I can tell you. Perfect. (laughs) We got a primary source right here. Yes. I can give you all the behind the scenes tidbits. It's. Thank God. Well, I guess I got to go to Arkansas. Today I saw, I Googled how long it would take me to get there. And it's, the drive's not that bad, so. Really? Yeah, seven hours. Oh, that's not. I'm not mad at it. Really thought it'd be more than that. No, but I love it. We'll go there someday. After Salem, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) We had fun. We lived, we laughed, and we loved. And until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.